This is the Beer and the Stash Podcast. I'm your host, Troy Ballard. And Adam Parker. And this is episode number two of the Beer and Stash Podcast. The date is April 20th, 2012, and we will be chatting the LA Dodgers' red-hot start to this season. The Colts telling Andrew Luck from Stanford University that he is the number one overall pick. And for our Seriously Dude segment, we will be chatting Dwight Howard claiming he won't play for Stan Van Gundy anymore. So stay tuned, get ready, it's be a good one. And to kick off our first topic here, uh, why don't we chat, Adam, why don't we chat at the Los Angeles Dodgers here, the Magic oh, Johnson. Oh, joy. The, <laughs> Magic the Johnson Mag- Dodgers. Yeah, the Magic Johnson <laughs> Dodgers. Is it just me, or is it more the fact that the Dodgers were a good team all along and they were just under bad, bad ownership, or is it the fact that Magic Johnson is seriously just a wizard in the sporting world? <laughs> well, I guess Manny Johnson does have that winning attitude. He always comes from winning with the Lakers and everything. So obviously, I think some of that has to have rubbed off on the on this Dodgers team. But honestly, I've always felt like with guys like Clayton Kershaw and Chad Billingsley and strikeout maestro Aaron Harang all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> with 19 strikeouts against the Padres a couple uh, games back. But uh, that pitching and then um, they no longer have Jonathan Broxton, but Javi Guerra, I think his name is, or Guerrera. I'm not yeah, really Guerrera, sure. Guerrera, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's been pretty solid. They're not, they're not missing Jonathan Broxton, any. and then of course Andre Ethier, and then the, the incomparable Matt Kemp. Yeah, I mean, the, Matt Kemp. Yeah. And, and for those of you unaware of uh, how well the Dodgers are doing this season, um, they are ten and three on the year, six and zero at home, and four and three on the road. And I believe that that is. Oh no, never mind. I would say that's best. No, the Texas Rangers actually had the best record in baseball, but they're the best in the National League, ten and three. Ah, the good old Texas Rangers, yeah. wherever, wherever every bunt leaves the yard. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, that, that's the motto in Texas. But um, so so, and let me let me ask you: Is this? Do you, do you think this Dodgers this Dodgers team is this? You know, is this the is this just the beginning of, of something great, or is this just kind of a fluke? Uh, I think it's. It's hard to gauge because considering the, who they've played so far, I mean, yes, yes, they're in the series with Milwaukee right now. It's probably the first actual team, in my opinion, that they've actually played thus far in their schedule. But um, wins yeah, or wins. I guess, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Like I said, we have wins or wins, and um, it's tough. It's tough to you can't you can't really blame the Dodgers because they did obviously they can't choose the schedule. They can't choose who they play. So yeah, like you said, wins or wins, and. Obviously, it's nice to have Matt Kemp off to a flaming hot start. So, um, yeah, win, wins are wins, and I, I guess I could see it going on. I, I well, we'll get once we get to like May and all that stuff. But when they start hitting the bulk of the schedule against the Giants and that's, the, that's, and that's the Diamondbacks, yeah, that, that'll go. be the that'll yeah. be the real test. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and let me let me ask you this: Is Andre Ethier and Andre Ethier is the other part of the Todd scene that's absolutely unreal right now? Is Andre Ethier Matt Kemp? The, the, is that the best combo? The best hitting combo in Major League Baseball right now? Uh, I'd probably I'd probably say it's pretty darn close. I mean, I would, before uh, well, if your boy Chase Utley and Ryan Howard are playing, I would say them. But mm-hmm. we know how we know how that's going right now. So, uh. <laughs> so so you so, so you want to give the nod to uh, Kemp and uh, Ethier then? Yeah, right now I think I'd probably say that. And, and <laughs> could be I could be wrong, but Ethier is playing very well. And oh, what do, what do you know? He he happens to be in a contract here, huh? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Funny how, funny how that happens. Interesting. Yeah, he um. <laughs> kind of moseys along until <laughs> you know until his contract year comes along and now it's just like absolute dominant you know domination on the 
the field. Um, like they'll have to pay me now. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, if they, if they have the money to, of course. I'm sure they do because Magic Johnson's like a trillionaire. But um, yeah, he he prints money. So yeah, he pretty much prints money. Yeah. Um, so I mean, like the, the the Dodgers, you know, they 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 they've had like I said, they have an easy schedule so far. And it looks at this point that they're probably going to make the playoffs. You know, judging off their play so far, they, they look like a playoff caliber team. Of course, it's still early and things can happen. You know, um, take one look at Boston last year. I mean, that's, you know. Um, <laughs> and it started this year. And, and the Braves, <laughs> and the, yeah, it started this year and the Braves and last year. So any, anything is possible. But right now, they look like a very strong team. So hypothetically, you know, what team, what top tier team in the National League do you think could knock them off in the playoffs? Oof. I'm I'm hoping Philadelphia eventually will get will get there still, and maybe, maybe 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 Miami Marlins will get there too. But I I don't know, man. I mean, uh, I guess I guess Arizona might be able to do it. I really I really like Arizona as a as a team. Arizona, and, Arizona yeah, I mean, and yeah. I mean, and I know that I know the Nationals are off to a hot ten and four start too, but I just don't see that holding up. No, not <laughs> so. not long term. No, no, that's that. I didn't mean to say that as a fluke. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take Atlanta, Miami, or Philadelphia in that division. Yeah, all yeah. day. And, and, and for those of you who don't know, Philadelphia, Miami, and um, Atlanta are all below Washington. So, um, you know, <laughs> for the time being. For the time but, being. but then, but then you look at the Yankee. Then you look at the Yankees who are third behind Baltimore. So <laughs> yeah, take that for what you will. Bay, yeah, so. take that for what you will. Um, so let's, let's let's jump to the next topic here. The, Andrew Luck. Um, he is the the hottest news. Um, this draft easily the hottest news. He's the most touted quarterback prospect in a decade, like since Peyton Manning. And, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, you don't say. Yeah, and um, it, the Colt the Colts have um, have just said now. Reportedly, sources have said that they have told Andrew Luck, the NFL Colts have told Andrew Luck that he will be the first overall pick. Wait, 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 wait. You mean you mean they're not going to redraft Tim Tebow? Yeah, yeah exactly. They're not going to not going to re- <laughs> redraft Tim Tebow. No. Um, you know, do do you? I mean, of course, this is kind of one of those things where it was either going to be. I mean, we already knew this pretty much. Yeah, you know, we we already. We, I mean, it's kind of already fact. Um, there was a sliver of a chance that they would draft Robert Griffin the third, but it was a, it was a very. You know, it was it really was it was a sliver of a chance. Um, yeah, I mean, Jim Irsay and uh, Ryan Griggs, and they pretty much compare Andrew Luck to uh, basically a. An embryo of Peyton Manning, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> if, I, if I can call them that. Yeah, and, and and John Gruden is just like over the moon about this guy. If you listen to him talk, it's just it, it's like the two should be dating. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just like I mean, they're just you know, it, it, you can't say enough good things about him. And we we don't have to tell you how good Andrew Luck is by any stretch of the match. I mean, the guy the guy is just he is most NFL ready quarterback, and maybe I mean you can make case maybe ever coming into the NFL. And he, he, you know, he has the, all the physical tools. He has the, the arm, he has the accuracy, he has the, the intelligence is the big thing. He has great intelligence. Um, and you know, you have to, you have to think, what if, I mean, what if the Colts wouldn't have taken Luck, they would have taken RG3, who's obviously a more athletic quarterback, not exactly as smart, not exactly as NFL ready, but, um, he's a game, he's, he's a game changer. And, um. You know, so so right now is Andrew Luck the right choice for Indianapolis with the mindset that they're going along? They just want to find the next Peyton Manning. Uh, yeah, it's definitely the right choice. And keep in mind, there was actually a time, um, I believe it was what what year was Peyton drafted? Uh, ninety eight. Where they were actually debating taking Ryan Leaf. Leaf, yep. Over Peyton Manning. 
Now, it's just, I mean, keep in mind, at the time, Ryan Leaf was not a bust. I mean, he was a, nope. you know, he was a stud. And um, he certainly was not being arrested for stealing prescription medications. That's, <laughs> you know, that. No. Um, but is this, do you, do you need to compare that, that, this draft with Luck and Griffin to Leaf and Manning to an extent? Except for the fact that RG3 is not going to be a bust. <laughs> well, well I, I don't think so either, but the potential is that, I mean, any player could bust. Yeah, any player. Andrew yeah, Luck could I, I bust. Yeah. You know, uh, it's not, I mean, it's not likely, it's incredibly unlikely, but, you know, anything's possible. I mean, okay, well, let me ask you this. What is the best case scenario, Colts draft Andrew Luck, what is the best case scenario for the Colts next year? Like it's in terms of win losses, I'd probably say six and ten. To be honest, yeah, they he'll be great, but he'll also have his struggles because there there's just nothing on that offense outside of outside of Reggie Wayne, nothing. And they, and they released Joseph Adai, I believe. So yeah, no Joseph Adai, Jacob Tammy joined Peyton in Denver. Dallas Clark is still out there as a free agent, but I don't think they'll. But since they cut him in the first place, I doubt they'll bring him back. Yeah, can you believe that Dallas Clark's a free agent? Nobody signed him. Can you believe that? Yeah, it's pretty insane. I, I cannot believe Denver, Denver took up Jacob Tammy over Dallas Clark, but though the injury history a little bit has come on yeah, recent well, he, years. He was and then, yeah, he injured all last year, so, yeah, you know. Yeah. That might be Which allowed Jacob Tammy to come on, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, so the Colts are going to miss out on RG3. means RG3 is going to fall to the Redskins. Who's, I mean, that's a surefire thing. And there's, yeah. no, there's a 0% chance the Redskins do not draft Robert Griffin III. There's a 0% chance. Um, Mike Shanahan is absolutely giddy, no doubt. Oh, oh he's I, I, yeah, he's probably... Still dancing in the shower as we speak. That I mean, how exciting is. <laughs> you know, season we go until twelve o'clock. It's the off season. So, um, but you know, let, let's let's um, you know, let's let's think about this. RG three is 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 great. You know, he he is he is a great great athlete, and he's also a good quarterback. But he is not Andrew Luck, and you know the Redskins. I'd say I mean, as sad as is, I think the Redskins actually have a better offensive unit than the Colts do. At this point, yeah, it's pretty point, sad. Yeah, Pierre Garçon's there. Um, Josh Morgan went there. I believe they, 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 they it's on a whole... Chris Cooley, Fred Davis. A whole ton of free agents that the Redskins yeah. did this year, um, especially on the offensive side. Do you think that this... Now, this is a tough question. Do you think that RG3 is going to have a better rookie season than Andrew Luck? From a team standpoint or just, like, his individual performance? Well, let's just say from... Let's... let's yeah, from, from, from an individual standpoint. Well, with the with the added ability of his uh uh crazy legs, <laughs> yeah, and that speed, uh, I guess uh, I don't think I don't see Andrew Luck breaking breaking Cam Newton's uh, passing records or anything like that because uh, I mean I guess he could but if it's possible, but it's pretty, like I said, it's pretty much Reggie Wayne and you and I out there as the, as the second and third receivers basically. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, okay, so, so I, I, I think our three individually and Tan from a team standpoint, so. All right, so so the Colts are still making the right choice to Andrew Luck, though, for the future, right? Yeah, yep. All right, so there you have it, folks. Andrew Luck's the right choice, but RG3's in a better rookie season, so that's that. And now our, our favorite our favorite segment of the show, I believe it's your favorite as well now. <laughs> yeah, this will be good. Our, our Seriously Dude segment. Um, last week, I believe we talked, um, it was C.J. Watson hitting that uh, game-winning three-point shot to uh, beat the Heat in overtime. Um, and this week, it's also an NBA player. Uh, he is world-renowned and likely going to be one of the highest-paid players in the NBA in probably in the next two years. Dwight Howard, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Dwight Howard. <laughs> uh, for those of you who have not been following this incredibly intriguing 
um, Tom Clancy like twist and turn uh, saga between Dwight Howard and the Orlando Magic. Let me let, let's let's lay out the brief storyline here. Dwight Howard is sketchy about signing an extension, um, or or even signing the one year. What, what was it, Adam? Was it like one year? Um, the one he was. But opting into his one-year deal, oh, okay. he had left so his contract, yeah, player and, option. And then, and then there were rumors that you know he was going to be traded. He wanted to be traded. He listed a, uh, like five teams that were his top destinations. It was like the Nets, the Mavericks, were the Lakers on that list? Maybe the Knicks. Uh, no, I, th- I think they, I think they were I think they were on early there early on, but they got removed later in the in the proceedings because uh, he didn't want to play second fiddle to Kobe. Yeah, so. yeah, so. So there, you know, there's been there's been some, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of, of wish wash going on with Dwight Howard. He finally set, you know, signed the uh, the one year op, the one year option, and um, then beyond that, everything was was fine and dandy. You know, he signed the one year option. The team was saved. Ray, we had Dwight yeah, the rain, the rain stopped. The rainbow appeared. Everything, everything yeah, happy. It was it skittles was, fell from the sky. It's it, all good. It was it was it was the perfect it was the perfect situation for Orlando. And then all of a sudden. Um, Stan Van Gundy, who's the head coach of the team, let's slip in a media conference. I, I believe it was a press conference during practice, I think it was during team practice, that someone in upper management told him that Dwight Howard had said that he, did, he doesn't want him back next season as a coach. And Dwight was standing next to him, actually, in the, uh, in, in the interview, and he didn't say anything. And it was, it was a really awkward um, tension, and then... Stan Van Gundy kind of just stormed out of the room in a very comical fashion, <laughs> muttering to himself. And uh, Dwight kind of just deflected all the comments. And uh, there was this incredible, incredible tension in the team, in the locker room, in the organization. Everybody thought that Stan Van Gundy was going to be fired that next day. He, he, you know, he wasn't going to make it on the plane. He was done. He's still, on the, he's still on the team the next day. And now Dwight Howard's out with a back injury. Um, yeah, her knee disc needs surgery on a herniated disc, I believe. Yep, and he's out for the rest of the season. So that's that's yeah. You know, the, the and the Olympics, done. they're done. <laughs> but um, you know, and then, and then apparently a source has released that Dwight Howard called the owner of the of the Magic. I'm not sure his name. Do you know his name? Uh, no, I couldn't think of it offhand. Yeah, well, he's you know some inevitably some some rich guy that lives in Orlando, but. Uh, <laughs> he calls he calls the owner and says, I, "I'm not going to play for Stan Van Gundy at all anymore." So, seriously, Dwight? <laughs> seriously? <laughs> so, Adam, what, 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 what do you make of this? What, what, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, it's a pretty crazy circus, slot, circus sideshow, to be honest. <laughs> gotta, gotta love how, oh, I'm gonna just, oh, I'll tweak my back a little bit here. Oh, by the way, I also don't want to play for Stan Van Gundy anytime in the near future, so if you can go ahead and ship him out and bring somebody yeah. else in, that'd be great. Yeah, and it's... It, uh, and here, and here, here's the thing. I, I, I want to, you know, I want to draw a comparison. You're saying this does a really good job. LeBron James in Cleveland. And would you agree that at this point, Dwight Howard has become LeBron James in Cleveland, but worse? Worse from some standpoints because I think he has. I think he might even he, he has more, uh, more juice with the with the front office when it comes to like making making a coaching change. Obviously, that appears at least that appears what it appears to be. But then you look at LeBron James' situation in Cleveland, where I, where he had his friends employed with the franchise. That's so, true. Yeah. <laughs> so take take you know, take take that for what you will. You know, I, I think I think that LeBron had because LeBron was the first era of this superstars that, that they were kind of allowed to do this to have that kind of, kind of control. I mean, they, they were such. 
I mean, Dwight Howard and LeBron James carried their respective teams to championships. They didn't win, or to the finals, I should say, to the finals. And neither of them won. And I believe Dwight Howard was a rookie when he did it, am I correct? Was he, was he a rookie the year they went? Uh, no, no, it was, uh, I think it was 07 when they went. Yeah, they lost, uh, I believe, San Antonio. No, the Lakers. It was the Lakers. Or no, it was the Lakers, that's right. That's the right. Lakers, yeah, Kobe. Right. Um, but, uh, but, but I, I think that, you know, Dwight Howard has this idea, and I think LeBron James started this. It's probably going to be more and more common as we go along, unless teams really put their foot down. You know, Dwight, because he is so important to the organization, they are willing to do whatever they can to make him happy and keep him on the court and keep him in Orlando. And, um, of course, there was mutterings way, way, way back that Orlando said that you could decide everything. You could fire the GM, you could fire the coach, you could fire, if you only sign this extension. And um, I'm not sure if that's true or not. I mean, I, I think that probably somebody mis, you know, misheard reporter or source, misheard what they were saying to Dwight, and they kind of blew it up and it turned into this huge deal. And maybe Dwight got in his head that I, I do have this kind of control because they need me this badly. And to fire Stan Van Gundy, I personally, I like Stan Van Gundy a lot. I really like him. I think he's a very good coach. Um, you know, he, he kind of waddles a little bit like a duck, but that's, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, he's, he's a portly, uh, a portly middle-aged overweight man. So what do you expect? Yeah, as long, but, as, long as he doesn't get too far from the bench, it's always, it'll be okay. Yeah, as long as, yeah, exactly. But, but, you know, I, I think, I think that really Dwight has kind of overstepped his bounds as a player and he's trying to become a player manager and that's not his role on the team. He is being paid to be an athlete on the floor for the team and to compete. He is not being paid to make front office decisions. You know what I mean? And he's trying to have that ability or that amount of control in any organization to be able to do that. So I think yeah, that unless, unless, he starts to want, unless he wants to start paying for the players and coaches he wants out of his own pocket, if, that, if you want to do that, that's fine. <laughs> well, I, I, he has, I'm sure he has the money to do it, but that's, you know, he would never do that. You know, yeah, that, 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 that's, so, that's a foreign idea. I can't even come. My mind can't even wrap, wrap around that idea. Yep. But that, That's why if you're not going to fork out your own coin, then keep his, keep his trap shut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, I think there's a line, you know, players can make suggestions, but to demand, I mean, that, that, that's, that's overstepping your bounds. I'm sorry, it is. And, and I, I have one last question to end this podcast on. I, I kind of want a bit of a rant there, but one last question. <laughs> Um, will this whole dilemma, this whole saga in Orlando with possibly him being traded this offseason now, depending on what happens, will this tarnish his long-term legacy? I doubt it. From, I doubt it from, from, a, from a play standpoint, a Hall of Fame standpoint, it probably won't. Media, it'll go on. It'll, it might go on for a couple of months, but uh, you, you think the I don't think base, the fan base will care. Uh, depends. I, I think they still love Shaq, don't they, in Orlando? I'm not sure to be honest. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that either. I, don't I know, know he, I know he still fans. lives there and everything all the all the time. So uh, I don't it's know stuff to possible. say, but I think if they if they still love Shaq, then I I guess they'll probably still love Dwight too. So well, Dwight Dwight is you know of course when you when you look at Dwight, he's like the the best player on that team, the best player possibly even in the NBA, debated you know debatably. So you know it, it's it's understandable how how they can justify it, but. At the same time, it's really not. You know, he he's gotten out of control. I, th- I think that long term, people will look back and say, "Wow, remember that Dwight Howard guy?" And, you know, we remember that whole thing. If he stays in Orlando or not, you know, they'd be like, "Wow, do you remember that time where you know he said he one of the coach fired, or you know, he demanded they fire their GM?" So, I think that's gonna follow him around throughout his the rest of his career. Yeah, you nail on that. You, I mean, no, you, I, yeah, I, I could definitely see as a dark cloud that lingers. Yeah, for, I, for the rest I, of his playing days, no doubt. Yeah, you know? I, I, I don't think it's, I, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be a Hall of Famer at some day. You know, his, his numbers are that good right now. So, barring some disaster, you know, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be a, a, a Hall of Fame. You know, 
candidate, and, and I'm, I'm sure that won't play in, playing in the Hall of Fame, but in fans' eyes, maybe. So, once again, this is the Beard and Sash Podcast. You can check us out at www.beardandsash.com. And once again, I am Troy Ballard. And I'm Adam Parker. And thanks for listening. Next Friday, we'll release another podcast. Thank you very much.